Good day, my friend. Welcome back to another podcast. This is Bishop Lippman, and I'm so excited to share these special teachings just with you. This is an extension, if you will, of the Sunday message. So, hey, if you have an idea for what I should call this podcast, this may actually become a, a limb off of Clear Studies. Might even start something new as a secondary podcast to reach even more people. Uh, you know, to kind of help to expand again the main crux of the message from the Sunday morning pulpit sermon to make it more relevant and practical in your everyday lives. So if you have a suggestion, I'd love to hear it. Send me an email at clearstudies at gmail.com. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. In this episode, I want to sort of piggyback and continue off the idea of which I was talking about on last Sunday, which was Mary at the foot of the cross and how she watched in pain and agony as her son and savior suffered. You know, many people believe that Mary should not have been as emotional as she was. But the truth is, pain hurts and we all hurt from time to time. You know, as I was thinking about that this week, I was reminded that the only message she ever received from the angel and even from God was that she would give birth to the son of God. Nowhere in the early gospels where we see Gabriel talking to Mary, do we see the whole plan unfolded. She would receive word about what God's ultimate plan was. That is the sacrifice of Christ's life physically the death and the burial from Christ himself. As she was sitting among the disciples, hearing him talk, Mary learned with the group what God's ultimate plan was. And so in this particular podcast episode, I want to talk about healing from a hurting heart, healing from a hurting heart. Have you ever had pain in your heart? I know you have. How recent was it? Are you there now? You know, isn't it true that your emotions really do take a serious knock when your heart is aching? Sometimes it feels like the day of healing is a million miles away. The difficult time you encountered in the past can take a while to really get out of your system. It's definitely healthy for us to experience a range of emotions from anger to hurt to tears of joy for that matter. However, it's unwise to have the negative emotions consume your everyday existence. In other words, even though we all go through hurt, disappointment, pain, setbacks, loss, and all of that, we cannot allow hurt from the past and pain from the past to literally consume our present day, everyday existence. So you're better off working towards healing than you are working towards your hurting. What do I mean by that? When we nurse it and rehearse it, that is the pain that we've gone through, the agony, the situations, the disappointments, the letdowns, when we nurse it and rehearse it, we literally take away God's opportunity to reverse it. When we nurse it and we rehearse it, we take away God's opportunity to reverse it. You see, when you are concentrating on your hurt as opposed to your healing, you're actually stopping your own healing. 
In order for you to experience joy and happiness again, you've got to concentrate on your healing and not on your hurting. And we kind of see that as a subliminal message, if you will, that Jesus kind of conveys through his actions of giving Mary a new son and giving John a new mom. He was essentially saying, I know you see me hurting. I know you're hurting because I'm hurting. But I want you to go forward with your life and concentrate on your healing. Listen, don't get stuck on the crucifixion. Stay focused on the resurrection. And I'm talking about your own life right now. Not just Christ, but your own life. Stay focused on the day that is coming that you're going to get up from the pain that you're presently experiencing. You see, my friends, emotional healing actually is possible. But it requires that you work at repairing the source of your hurt. Not staring at the source of your hurt, but repairing the source of your hurt. So as you'll see, that that may mean sometimes making some very tough decisions. So let's jump in to this week's list of how you can heal when your heart is hurting. Here's number one. Get rid of all bad influences in your life. Get rid of all the bad influences in your life. Now, if you're honest with yourself, you'll realize something that's very important, and that is this. Some of the negative influences may very well be the people who are closest to you. See, it's going to be a challenge separating from those people. But your emotional health is more important than maintaining relationships with people who are not healthy for you. Are any of your friends guilty of adding fuel to the fire? Can you identify times when they've encouraged you to avoid forgiving someone who offended you? Or maybe they have said, if I was you, and every time you hear those words, if I was you, those four words are a four-way stop sign. It means you need to stop and look in all directions because that person may not really understand what they're about to say. Because even though we all go through hurt and pain, nobody's hurt or pain is the same. And therefore, it's unfair to use those words, if I were you. Why? Because I'll never be you. You'll never be me. We were created differently, uniquely, in our own ways. We are all so different, so rigidly, vastly different in how we deal with things. And so you want to be around people, people who are going to be positive influences. And you want to get rid of all of the bad influences in your life. Now, you can very easily and quickly identify people whose advice is riddled with negativity. Avoid allowing the years of friendship to cloud your judgment. You can almost guarantee continued misery if you keep them in your life. You know, when I think about this and reflect on Christ on the cross, that verse told us on Sunday that he was only surrounded by four of his closest friends. So sometimes we hold on to people beyond their season, even in that moment where it looks like Christ has been abandoned. He's really still teaching us a lesson from the cross. And that is you don't need everybody. 
You just need somebody. And the somebody that you need is someone who still believes in you, even when you look like it's all over. So get rid of all the bad influences in your life. People who push you towards wrong thinking, because eventually they will pull you into wrong actions. Okay, here's number two. Take accountability for your actions. Now, in the first point, we talked about getting rid of negative influences, but now we're going to turn inwardly and look at ourselves. Take accountability for your actions. That is to say, your part in whatever may have gone wrong. Now, it's pretty hard to look in the mirror sometimes, isn't it? Because deep down, you know your actions may have resulted in some of the hurt that you feel. You may have actually played a role in some of the hurt that you feel. But it's difficult to accept the part that you played because it's so much easier for us to point the finger of blame, accusation, wrong, and condemnation at everyone else other than looking at our own selves to examine what did I contribute to this situation. So you want to confront your wrongdoings. Let me say that one more time. Because we love to talk about confronting our wrongdoers, but you want to confront your wrongdoing. That means that you want to be courageous enough to accept responsibility for your own actions. Thinking through what you have done, said, or contributed, or any role that you may have played in the hurt that you feel. Now, inner peace can elude you if you try to cover up the role you played. You see, peace runs from dishonest people. And by that, I mean, when you're dishonest with yourself, peace will run away from you. So inner peace can elude you if you try to cover up the role you played. Inner turmoil can feel just as unbearable as physical discomfort. When you can't sleep, when you have no joy, no peace, that's inner turmoil. And it can literally wear you out. It can make you tired, fatigued. It can make you where you cannot function mentally because of this inner turmoil that you're dealing with. In the same breath, be willing to forgive yourself so you can move on to better days that lie ahead of you. Forgive myself? Yes. Be willing to allow yourself off the hook. To allow yourself to be human, to allow yourself to feel, to fall and to fail. But here's the key. Don't stay there. Get up. Dust yourself off. Learn from the lesson and move on into your blessing. All right. So here's number three. Make decisions based on your moral compass, your moral compass. You likely just like myself and everyone else have a set of morals that you kind of live by. And while you know they do exist, you may sometimes avoid them when making decisions. Abandoning morals is the easiest way to make missteps in your life. When you stray away from what you know is right to explore something that may be wrong, you have stepped off of the pathway of life. 
So I want to encourage you, if you ever find yourself in that position, you want to make decisions based on your moral compass. Go back to your roots. Take a hard look at what really matters to you. Start to embrace those morals one by one. Start to repair how you approach situations. If making a decision means abandoning your moral compass, then, hey, take another route. That's not the route for you. Just like any other compass, your moral compass keeps you on track. It's the best way to avoid getting lost in the sea of emotional decision making. Here's number four. Make a daily commitment towards renewal. Make a daily commitment towards renewal. Emotional recovery is a lengthy and a winding route. It takes time to heal from a hurting heart. We dare not think that Jesus has spoken to her and said, you now have a new son, that she left the cross and was happy again. I would even venture to say that even after the resurrection, while I'm sure she was excited and ecstatic to see our Savior, we never see her again appearing in Scripture. We don't know what kind of emotion that she was left with upon seeing and losing Jesus twice. Twice, you say? Yes, twice. Because she loses him in terms of his death. Then she loses him in terms of him ascending back to God. And so there has to be some renewal that had to have taken place with this mother who has now had to be at farewell to her boy two times. And you see, emotional recovery does not happen overnight. There is no magic wand that you can wave and all of a sudden, poof, you're back at a place of perfection. No, friends, that road is long and it's winding. And it's something that usually takes quite a bit of time to achieve, but it can be done. All you need to do is to recommit to the cause every morning when you wake up. That means that you're recommitting to walking the paths that you know are right and doing right by others despite how they do you. So daily renewal is the best way to turn your healing into a habit. When you go for days without that renewal, it's easy to slip back into the heartache. Be fair to yourself. Remember, you deserve the healing. And at the end of each positive day, celebrate your progress. When you've gone through a day and that day has been positive, reward yourself, celebrate, congratulate yourself for completing one more day of healing and positive living. You'll find that you will rest so much more soundly at night. You see, achieving emotional healing isn't an automatic process. It takes time and a lot of attention. And now is the time to really take care of yourself. If you want to heal emotionally, focus on what you need and block out the noise around you. Use these tips, ladies and gentlemen, to help you on your journey of emotional healing. Hey, in this episode, we've been talking about how to heal from a heart that's hurting. I don't know where you are right now, but I do know this. There's healing for your heart. I do know this, that your greatest mistake is not your final mistake, which means 
All you have to do is wake up in the morning and experience a brand new day of love, joy, peace, excitement. I'm so glad that I had this chance to share this with you. Hey, if you got anything at all out of this, I challenge you to do two things. Number one, comment. Number two, share it. There's a PDF that goes along with this. It has some discussion questions that you can dive deeper and apply this to scripture and apply it to your everyday life. I want to challenge you to get the download, check it out, let me know what you think, and share it with somebody else. Hey, I'm praying for you all the best to you. Don't forget, if you have a suggestion for these types of podcasts or for a name for it, you know, I don't know, after the message, the after play or something like that, send it to me. Hit me up at clearstudies at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing your suggestions. Clearstudies at gmail.com. Hey, God bless you. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you next week.